Welcome to the MRC Talks podcast, bringing you news and views from across the Medical Research Council community. I'm Isabel Harding. 21 years ago, we launched a science writing competition in honour of Max Perups, a Nobel Prize winning molecular biologist and passionate science writer. In the competition, we ask MRC PhD students to tell us why their research matters in just 800 words. To celebrate the competition's 21st year, in this episode, we bring you science writing tips straight from the winner and runners-up at last year's award ceremony. Read a lot and absorb a lot of material yourself. You'll be able to learn techniques from other writers. Humanise it to make it more accessible because at the end of the day, the general public are the people being affected and impacted by the research. So if they don't understand it, well, that's not really fair, is it? Talking about it with my friends and relatives to see if they understand what I'm doing. And think about your audience as well. They have a lot less knowledge um, about your specific area, but don't um, underestimate their intelligence. Can big data mend a broken heart? That was the title of Kirsten Leslie's winning article. She's a PhD student from the Institute of Health and Wellbeing at the University of Glasgow. In the first paragraph of her article, she gets right to the heart of her research by describing that people often fail to take their medication for preventing heart disease. This makes it obvious straight away why her research matters. So I'm here at the Royal Institution for our Max Peretz Award Ceremony 2017 with our winner, Kirsten. So congratulations, Kirsten. Thank you very much. <laughs> How are you feeling right now? Oh, I'm just really excited and surprised and really happy to have won. And um, yeah. <laughs> what do you think the judges saw in your essay for it to be the winner? Um, it was quite conversational. Um, I was told by uh, one of the other shortlisters that it was quite easy to read and English isn't his first language and he said it was still really easy to follow and it was quite short sentences and he said it was just um, quite pleasant to read. So. Well, that's a, they're all good things and all good things that the judges enjoyed and they all said that they really enjoyed reading it, so well done. Did you enjoy the writing process? Yeah, actually, I, I thought it was just really nice to do something a little bit different. Um, I, writing is something I've always enjoyed. Um, and it was just nice to do something a little bit different from academic writing and doing something that you can have a bit more fun with um, compared to every day. Um, and still doing something that you still feel is important um, because my research is with big data and patient data. People are sometimes a little bit skeptical about why you're using your, their data um, without necessarily being consented data. So it's really important to get that public outreach and to explain why you're doing what you're doing and why it could be useful for medical advancement. And how did you describe the area of research to make it engaging for a non-scientific audience? Um, I think I tried to relate it to things that people would understand. When I was talking about big data, I referenced like Facebook and Twitter and just things that people can relate to themselves. And um, kind of just tried to convey the importance of the research I'm doing. Because um, cardiovascular research as well is something that I sometimes think is hard to make exciting because everyone knows about it, everyone's heard about it all the time. So you just have to try and find a way of saying, why is this important? It's still important and there's so much research on about it and you've heard about it all the time because it does affect so many people and it still kills so many people even though we kind of know what to do. So um, I just tried to convey why looking at disease management, which is kind of the area I'm in, could be a really good way of progressing that. 
and the techniques that you used obviously worked so well done thank you <laughs> if you could give one tip to someone who's thinking of entering the competition next year what would it be if you do read a lot and uh, absorb a lot of material yourself you'll be able to learn techniques from other writers and without even realizing it I think you can gain a lot of skills through that um, and also if you just it's, it's just a really useful exercise to think about your research in a way that is relatable to people and is entertaining to people and I think it's just a really really good thing to do. Next up I spoke to Nadine Merza from the University of Manchester. She was a runner-up in the competition for her article titled Avoiding Gibberish When Assessing for Dementia. She balanced narrative and fact to clearly explain her research on why changes are needed to a routine test for diagnosing dementia that are unbiased by language or culture. What do you think the judges saw in your article? I'm, I'm hoping that they might have picked up on the fact that I try to sort of use like the real life examples of my research and things like that. Uh, I try to put the human experience, you could sort of say, try to avoid the jargon and things like that. So I'm hoping that's what they might have seen, the human experience. And what did you learn during the writing process? Um, I definitely learned how to simplify what I'm doing as best as I can. I definitely learned how to sort of disseminate it to a more lay audience because I think this whole time they teach you academic writing and to a certain point where you sound like a robot. So this entire experience taught me, again, you know, to humanize it, to make it more accessible because at the end of the day, the general public are the people being affected and impacted by the research. So if they don't understand it, well, that's not really fair, is it? Brilliant. And one tip for someone who might be entering or might be thinking of entering next year? Oh, I would definitely say read the previous essays because, oh my God, I scanned like all of the 2016 entrants to kind of see what they'd done. So definitely read up on the previous essays. And other than that, I know it's supposed to follow a structure and everything, but try free writing at first. Like just go for it. You can edit and cut it later, but don't write a paragraph and then read over it a bajillion times. Like, oh, this isn't right. Just let it all out at once and then edit it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so put it put it aside, then come back. Yeah, and just then come you back might. to it. Like I, I wrote mine, I think in June, and then I didn't look at it again until the night of submission. <laughs> and that's when I was editing it to pieces. But I left that big month, which, you know, kind of gives you some distance and makes you edit better, I think. Another runner-up was PhD student Lara Morley of the Leeds Institute of Cardiovascular and Metabolic Medicine. In her article, At the Placenta of Everything, she describes how she's looking for ways to treat a failing placenta by increasing the blood supply to the baby in the womb. What motivated you to enter the competition in the first place? I think a really important part of doing research is about dissemination and part of that is about talking about your research to different audiences including members of the public so when I saw this competition advertised I thought this is great a great opportunity to be my first uh, effort at, at putting the work that we're doing out there for this type of audience. And what did you do to engage your reader and make it uh, understandable to a non-scientific audience? Well, my research is looking at the vascular uh, function within the placenta, so looking at blood supply to the baby. And this is something I've been passionate about since my clinical work is as an obstetrician. So I work on labour ward and my interest is in babies who don't meet their growth potential because the vasculature within the placenta is disrupted. So my research very much is allied with my clinical interest. 
And from a personal perspective, uh, I've just been pregnant and had my first baby. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So all of this really ties in together. So for my essay, I wanted to draw on my clinical experience, how this has influenced my research, and also drawing on my personal experience, where this year I've learned a little bit about pregnancy from the other side as I've been going through it myself, which has given me a little bit of a different perspective. And it was a really nice personal touch as well to have that, have that in at the end, that you're in that situation now and you're having a baby. So Thank you. <laughs> I think it's, that's it's one of the given reasons me, why um, the judges liked it. Oh, so thank much. you. It's given me, a, as I said, a slightly different perspective uh, and it will slightly change the way I interact with mothers-to-be in the future. And it really gives my research greater um, importance on a personal level and why I really want to pursue this research looking at placental vascular function. Is there any advice that you would give from having done, been through the process to someone who might be interested in entering next year? I think... Going through the process is a really nice way of focusing your research. Trying to explain something to a lay audience and talking about it with my friends and relatives to see if they understand what I'm doing really helps to focus the mind and makes you ask some important questions of yourself. You know, why am I doing this? Why is this important? And that helps then shape your article, but it's really nice um, to focus your mind in that way. Last up, we hear from our third runner-up, Sophie Quick. A PhD student from the MRC Centre for Regenerative Medicine at the University of Edinburgh, she used a different technique to explain why her dementia research matters. The title of her article was Watering the Strawberry Fields of the Mind. Did you use any techniques to try and grip the reader? I am a sucker for an analogy. <laughs> I love a strong analogy, so I went with um, describing the brain as a greenhouse sounds kind of mad but it did work <laughs> and the, the the vessels within the brain as the irrigation system that runs uh, through the greenhouse um, so I love an analogy so that was kind of my technique and that you can use that to kind of explain possibly a complicated issue in a more accessible way I feel and have you got any tips for someone who might be interested in entering the competition next year uh, write passionately about what you are interested in um, and really try and focus in on the question and think about your audience as well. So remember that they have a lot less knowledge um, about your specific area, but don't um, underestimate their intelligence. That's all from this episode. We hope you found those science writing tips helpful. You can find out more about the award on our website, mrc.ukri.org forward slash Max if you have any feedback or ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Email me at isabel.harding at mrc.ukri.org. Thanks for listening.